Welcome to Season 3 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and before we get started, a little note for you, the listener. Although I've been a part of the wrestling community for pretty much you know my entire existence, there are still people out there I don't know or haven't heard of that I feel deserve to have their story told. So this is where you come in. I would love to hear who you think would be a good guest for the podcast. If you or someone you know would be a good fit, please send me a DM, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever, social media, Twitter. Um, Just send me a DM with their name. The best way to reach them, it can be a phone number, it can be an email, or just simply say hit them up on social media. Um, And maybe a little background info about them, and I will take care of the rest. Uh, One thing, uh, another thing here real quick to note. I hope you've noticed I don't pick guests based solely on their wrestling credentials. I mean, sure, I enjoy highlighting those who have done great things on the mat, but I have just as much fun talking with people who have made an impact in other ways in the sport of wrestling. So without further ado, uh, my DMs are open, so hit me up. Um, You can find me on Instagram, Mr. Dot Bachman is my Instagram handle. Um, You can find me on Facebook. Kelby Bachman, or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Let's Talk Wrestling, um, and shoot me a DM on there. So with that being said, let's get started with the episode. The song you just heard is Rough Riders Anthem by DMX, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, CJ Walrath. So CJ is in his freshman season wrestling 184 at UNI. He's from Burlington, Iowa, and wrestled at Notre Dame West Burlington High School. After a third-place finish his sophomore year, CJ won back-to-back state titles at 182 pounds, which included a traditional team title by half a point in 2022. CJ seems to have found his seat on the Panther train as he won the Grandview Open's freshman-sophomore division and placed second at the Dactronics Open. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy CJ Walrath. I read an article... um, that you kind of came out and said that some guys didn't want to wrestle you, you know, during your, during your high school career. I don't know if it was more so when you were a senior um, or a junior, but you kind of made it known that some guys were either bumping to avoid you or, you know, what, what was that kind of like? I don't know if it was just a, like a Southeast Iowa thing, but cause I mean, we just didn't have a whole lot of competition over, over there, but um I mean, it, yeah, it was just every single time we had a dual tournament, it just seemed like people were bumping away from me. Um, I don't know if it was uh, them being new to the sport or uh, they, them just wanting to be healthy towards the end of the season, worrying about getting injury. But I just I noticed that a lot in high school um, towards uh, a little bit my junior year, but especially my senior year after winning that first state title. And, uh, yeah, it was just – it was a struggle getting all those matches in, so – you never really knew, like I especially in my senior year, you never really knew how good a shape that you were in or how how good of a match that you could – how tough of a match that um, you could be in. 
and uh, still be going strong in the third period just because I never really had that at all my senior year. That's an interesting point. How did you kind of gauge yourself or how did you push yourself uh, aside from competition if you weren't getting that yeah. you needed? Well, he's a I owe a lot of it to my coaches, uh, Bill Pleen, John Siegel, uh, Damon Lloyd, who's now who's now over at New London. Um, they, they, they pretty much knew. They've been around it long enough. They know whenever you're in good enough shape, and they've got their ways of getting you there as well. Mm -hmm. Fun, but they'll get you there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sport. You know, sometimes, it's, like you said, it's not fun to get to where you need to go, but sometimes you got to go through that to, <laughs> to get where you want. Um, prices but yeah. yeah um I had some well, great cool. yeah let's start start it from the beginning I guess so um you started wrestling what age probably five or six roughly dad got me into it over in uh because I, I live in my hometown's Keokuk Iowa mm -hmm. down right where Iowa Illinois Missouri I mean you kind of call it the Florida of Iowa <laughs> why but, um <laughs> Yeah, so I was just went to a couple practices here and there, and um, I was always a head case when I was when I was really little. Like I remember one time in Pee Wee State, my dad will always bring this up. Um, I was, uh, what was it? I think I was winning the match. I was about to tech the kid maybe, and I was crying, thinking I was losing the match. And my dad was just, uh, my dad was just freaking out, like you're you're about to win the match, and I ended up getting rolled over and pinned in like ten seconds left of the third period, but. I saw I was always a head case and I was really little, really didn't enjoy it a whole lot, but I guess confidence just kind of comes with it. But um, that was pretty much a lot of my, a lot of my elementary school stuff was just, I was a head case. I liked it a little bit, but wasn't like fully engaged in the sport yet. In middle school, I started taking it a lot more seriously and um, tort and I, I started I started winning a lot more mass. We went over to Tulsa nationals a lot, but that was really about the farthest we traveled. And then getting into seventh, eighth grade kind of started talking about where I was going to go and wrestle in high school. So that was a big subject. Um, I knew I wanted to be coached by uh, Bill Pleen, but at the time he was over at Columbus, which that would have been quite a bit of drive about an hour and 15 minutes away. Wow. But uh, he ended up training switching his jobs and uh he was a head coach over at Burlington Notre Dame which is about 35 45 minutes away from me so around my eighth grade year we decided that we probably wanted to end up going over there so I did one homeschool year and that that helped a lot it was just kind of like a little bit of a gap year um did a lot of hunting in that time I had a lot of free time so I made it in the tree stand made it into the tree stand a lot but uh that year helped out a lot Cause I just, uh, all I did really did was practice had a lot of, had a lot of reflection time. And then we ended up getting into high school, did had a lot of growing up that I did in that year and that helped a lot. But, um, yeah, then once we got, once I got over to Notre Dame, uh, that freshman year kind of dealt with a little bit of confidence again. I mean, I was just kind of nervous getting in there and I had a decent year. I had, I think one one person always gave me fits my freshman year was Hayden Taylor. I saw him, I saw him quite a lot, quite a bit. And uh, he beat me about every time we wrestled, but I think that helped me a lot that year. Um, learned a lot. Cause I really didn't lose, lose a ton when I was in middle school. So that was kind of, that was something that helped, that was new to me really once I got into high school. And then after, 
I kind of got injured like a week before districts. I had uh, some type of infection in my knee, and then that caused me that kept me from going to state that year. And uh, that one, yeah that that one that one took it out of me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was feeling pretty low at the moment because I'd always placed the AAU state and got pretty high on the podium. Never mm-hmm. won, never of it, but uh, I always I always made it onto the podium, so that was pretty. Uh, that sucked, but uh, sophomore year came in had had some pretty good partners. I had Griffin Molly, uh, he was a several time place winner. We had Damon Lloyd, who also moved in as a coaching job, and I wrestled with him a lot. Who uh, he was a state champ out of New London. I think he was out of New. He was a state champ out of New London, but several years ago, but he was one of my big partners that I had, and uh, they all helped me out a lot. I think I ended up getting third that year. I lost one match to. It was kind of funny. The kid that I lost to, he's on my team now. Uh, you and I, Carson Babcock. So that was, oh, that yeah. Was, yep. 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 That was my only loss that year, which, which was in the semifinals. And then after that, I really kind of like, that's when it kind of really clicked to me. Like, okay, I can compete with a lot of these guys. I only lost that one match and really not many of them went to the third period. I had a lot of pins that year. So I was like, okay, I got, I kind of got my confidence now. So I went into that next year kind of with a little chip on my shoulder and uh really I'd say I pretty much I dominated that season pretty well I think I maybe had two matches that might have been decision I think I had one to Josh Glendon <laughs> who wrestles over upper Iowa now and uh one in the semifinals I think I I can't remember the exact score I knew that was a decision and then it was pretty much won that state title and again gained even more confidence and uh did the same thing pretty much my senior year i think i only had one decision match and that was a josh glendening again i bumped up to 195 to wrestle him and that was really the only full match that i had my senior year was that one so and now you're you and i yep yep now we're (laughs) i'm getting my ass kicked every day but yeah we're i'm learning i'm learning i'm loving it a lot Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot there to unpack. Um, for starters, you were thinking you were you potentially going to go to Columbus if um, your coach there, would have stayed there. Well, yeah, I'm still not. We we weren't 100 sure. That was that was in the air. We were talking about it, mm-hmm. but uh, like I I knew I got pretty close with uh, Bill Pleen probably sixth seventh grade year because mm-hmm. I was. I was wrestling around with uh, Jared Cato quite a bit and because uh, he didn't have a whole lot of partners in high school. So I was wrestling with him a, a decent amount. And uh, I didn't, Plain didn't really know me. I didn't really know him, but we kind of got close in those couple years. And then I figured that I, I wanted to be coached by him. I like what he, I like the way he ran things and he, he's made things super simple, which mm-hmm. I think that kind of, cause he was, he was, this he was Randy Pugh's head coach as well. who's over mm-hmm. here. I saw, I mean, that's kind of how Randy coaches as well. It makes things really simple, gives you options, and that's kind of what Plean does as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then, but we weren't 100% sure, but, yeah. Yeah, so then you said your eighth grade – was it your eighth grade year that you homeschooled for a year? Yeah, so I was – I already did one year of eighth grade over at Keokuk, and then I did a second one. So I, I did kind of like a little bit of a gap year, and but like I said, that that helped a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. um, 
learned, got, gained a lot more skills. And uh, I always heard a lot of people who uh, they always say that uh, they kind of gained like their man strength after they got out of high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And or they they matured after they got out of high school a little bit more. So I wanted to make sure because I knew I wanted to wrestle in college eventually, and I wanted to make sure I was ready by the time I got by the time I got here. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the strength aspect really isn't too much of a problem now that I'm here. Um, I, I I still have some growing to do. That's why I'm doing that this red shirt year. But mm-hmm. the strength aspect shouldn't be too much of a problem, honestly. Yeah, um, I remember watching you your senior year, and I. <laughs> You looked different, you know, and that's just a testament to, you know, the work you put in in the weight room and everything. But I was, I agree. I like, I looked at you and I was like, that, that looks like a freaking college wrestler right there. Just how, how you were built in the time that you put in. But, um, what that's, did you, what that's what you're going for. Yeah. Did you hear, um, some chatter, maybe a little bit about taking that gap year? You know, was there some people kind of going, oh, what's he doing? I mean, did you hear some yeah, negative? There, there were some people that were in Keokuk. I mean, um, they were like, oh, he's going to get burnt out of the sport. He's doing this way too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never going to end up sticking with it. I don't know what they're doing. And I had a lot of it from people in my hometown. Actually, they were pretty pretty bummed out that I ended up going over to Notre Dame, which, uh, which Keokuk did have a good year this year. They had – one of my best friends, Tate O'Shea, who's a state runner-up this year. So, I mean, I, I was ha- really happy for the town. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of people that were – they were they were just confused by it, I should say, on why mm-hmm. I was doing that. Which, yeah. I mean, really our only answer was, well, we're doing it because we can. Mm-hmm. And I think you were also doing it – for one, you talked about the coach. And yeah. then also I think you were just doing it for the best spot for you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can do is just, all right, if that's what he thinks they're the family thinks is best, then. Okay. What helped out a lot with doing that was, uh, so I turned 16 my freshman year. So I was actually able to drive to school and uh, uh, I was actually able to drive all the way over there because my parents couldn't do that every day. So Mm -hmm. I learned his permit and I was able to, I was surprised actually with how far it was able to go. I was able to drive there every day, but yeah, my parents, they did a lot of sacrifices for that. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, he was a veterinarian in Keokuk, so he couldn't really pack up and move. But my mom, she uh, she started working for the AEA over in Burlington just in case I ever needed anything when I was over there at school because, I mean, it was about four or five minutes away. So I owe a lot to her. She helped out a lot. And even mm-hmm. in that homeschool year, um, a lot of people, I know a lot of people do a gap year like that. They don't do any learning. My mom, she made she made me do all kinds of classes that year. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So she, she was your teacher? Yeah. Then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. So you were driving forty-five minutes. Did you ever like forget your shoes, or did you just have a pair of shoes in your car at all times? I just kept a pair of shoes in my truck at all times. I did forget a lot. I remember one of the first days I ended up going there. I forgot my backpack, and it was all the way back home. So <laughs> I, I and everything, and I did. I did that way more than once too. So <laughs> it was always, it was always kind of, um. Yeah, that, that sucked whenever that happened because I could never really play back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a long drive too. I mean, especially, you know, in the wrestling season, it's it's winter. Um, yeah. You're probably traveling yeah. a I, lot, uh, you know. Yeah, my sophomore year, I was – uh, it was literally like the first day back to school. I remember after um, 
I think it was after Christmas break. And uh, I I was driving and I hit, I think it was like uh, this overpass, right? Like halfway to school is by Fort Madison. Um, I was kind of taking a turn on it and uh, I hit some black ice and I ended up wrecking my truck pretty bad on the way to school one day. And uh, I remember the first person I called was my coach and the, <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, sorry, coach, I don't think I can make it to practice today. Just because I was always par- like, I was always paranoid about missing practice. I hated missing practice. And mm-hmm. I, and uh, I just hate being late to late to anything. So he was the first one I called and he said, well, I don't think I should be the first one you should be calling. I think you should call your call <laughs> parents or something. Cause I, I had like, I, I think I FaceTimed him. I had like blood going down the side from the glass. <laughs> off. I was never hurt or anything, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was, uh, was pretty funny, but. Dang. Yeah, well, went through a truck truck through all of it but yeah did you ever have did you ever have a time where you just couldn't make it and so you know coach Pauline gave you like a workout to do at home or or something a lot during uh during the winter because we had uh that road was always bad during the winter always ice on it or if it snowed we always there was this they never got to it really well so I had to kind of I always had a mat and a mat close by i think we had one in our garage and a friend of mine they had one over at their house so i always had to use i always use that and um yeah so i just always go over to the ymca and run or something and use the sauna or i'll go over to my friend's house and use their mat mm-hmm. so did you, really- did you also maybe go and like spend the night like at your coach's house or you know if you knew a storm was coming did you go that yep. night yeah so uh i don't know if you do you know Carter West? You follow him a little bit out of mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Six yeah. Kind of, yeah. So his brother Sam West was in the grade above me. I was pretty close with Sam. And uh they their family was super great, which I mean they're the ones actually that donated the wrestling room to Notre Dame. So Sam, Sam's dad, uh, I guess his name's Sam as well. Um mm-hmm. they uh he has this like where these warehouses that has tires in them, and he basically donated one of one of those warehouses to Notre Dame. And that's how we had our mass. That's how we had our wrestling room. And that's where DC elite practices out of, which is where I come from. And uh, so I always stayed over at their place and they're like a second family to me. I stayed over there a lot. Anytime mm-hmm. we ever had to get up early to go to a wrestling tournament, I always stayed there. So I didn't have to drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I stayed with them quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I hear stories like that quite often, especially when you're at towns or smaller towns or when you have wrestlers commuting, you know, quite a bit, just, it, it just, just turns into, you know, it's always a cliche that wrestling's one big family, but it like, seriously, it is like, it's just, it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like my, like I kind of mentioned, mentioned hunting earlier. My dad and I were big, we're big deer hunters and elk, elk hunters. And uh, so it's like one of the first years we ever went out West and it was in Idaho. And um, we were talking to this one, one guy and uh we mentioned something about wrestling and uh anyways we talked to him for a bit he drove off and uh he must he was good friends with this one one guy you know his name is joe bajiris who is he's just jacked up with the sport he loves it and uh we didn't know anything about the guy he didn't know anything about us but the guy that we were talking to said something to him about wrestling and he drove all the way over and he uh he just he just said are you the boys from iowa that wrestle and (laughs) 
that was like one of the first years that we ever went there and uh, he's been a good friend of ours every year every year since then i know my dad he shot a bull elk last year and uh that dude um he's he told us every year you kill you kill an elk i'll get i'll get the horses and we'll pack it out and uh we keep in touch with him all the time he follows me through wrestling he's a great dude but i mean that's just kind of that's kind of shows like it doesn't really matter where you come from i mean with the sport we're all family here and uh yeah that he's a great dude and we met just through the sport mm-hmm. i was just gonna ask when you said that you're big elk hunters or your dad shot an elk i was like man how are you gonna get that out of the you know out of the shrub or the the trees like <laughs> yeah it's yeah our, it's it's a lot we uh we get these we just pack them up on our back and um just have to carry them out no matter how far they are last year uh, we were out there around September and I was wrestling those elite eight duels mm-hmm. and uh, I, I could only be at elk camp for like five days. And I had to hop on a fl- hop on a plane to from Jackson hole, Wyoming to Atlanta, Georgia. So <laughs> we were hunting for about five days. My dad shot a bull on the fourth day and uh, I was kind of worried about my weight a little bit. I was like five or six pounds over and uh, I brought my scale with me and I was just kind of watching it the whole time. I was still quite a bit over, but my dad shot a bull on the fourth day. We had to pack that thing out. We were sweating bullets the whole entire time. I think both of our backpacks were over a hundred pounds and we were about two two or three miles back up and over some peaks. Mm-hmm. And we get back to the truck. I think I have to weigh in 180 pounds and I weigh like 175 when I get back. <laughs> Lost like 10 to 12 pounds just packing that out but yeah that wasn't a problem once i got to the tournament making weight yeah geez you were a little under then i mean yeah yeah (laughs) um you know going into you know your your high school career after having some success on the aau circuit i mean did you did you expect to win like what were your goals going in so high school Obviously, going in, my goal was be a undefeated four-time state champ. I think everyone kind of, everyone mm-hmm. kind of that, and um, I f- found that out how hard that actually was right away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like I like I kind of mm-hmm. mentioned earlier that first year changed that changed a lot about me. I kind of went into that second year with the chip on my shoulder, just kind of how I was year after I got third. Every, every year, I kind of went in with a chip on my shoulder. Just mm-hmm. wanted to do better than I did the year before. So my freshman year, I think I lost five or six matches. And um, after after that year, I told myself I wasn't going to lose another high school match. So, or I was at least going to make it to the state tournament, and I was going to get up. I was going to win win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And so there, I think I, I, yeah, like I said, I won all my matches throughout that sophomore year, and um, ended up losing in that uh semifinal match and uh after that happened i was like yeah i said this last year but i'm not losing another match in high school i don't care i don't care what who's in front of me i'm not losing another match in high school so i think i went i can't i didn't even know this until like after the after the my senior year but my coach in our uh in our wrestling banquet said something about um it was like a hundred something wins and one loss. I can't remember what kind of win streak I had, but I had a, I had a really good one. And it was kind of funny. My senior year, I got taken down in the final, in the finals right away. And that was the first time I had gotten taken down in the high school match since my sophomore year. So <laughs> that was kind of a recurring joke. Now, every, every single time I get back, I'm gonna, 
that I almost had had one of the longest streaks without getting taken down in our program, and then that that ended my and that my last match of high school. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, every every single year, I just kind of I just made a goal to do better than I did the year before. Do better mm-hmm. than I did the year before. Take if I did lose a match, take small victories away from that. What did I do? What did I do well? But then also figure out what I did wrong, so I make sure I don't do that again. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. It while I'm here. Um, if I'm getting my ass kicked in practice, then figure out what did I take small victories. What did I do? Like if I'm wrestling Parker and he's just hammering on me that day and I, I'm getting my butt kicked, what did I do right in that? Um, did I get did what was working when I was in there? And uh, I've just been trying to get takeaways from that. And I feel like it's really been helping a lot since I've gotten here. Yeah. How do you have that mindset? Because that can be hard. You know, when you're getting your butt kicked every day and you're wrestling somebody like Parker Keck eyes and that is just. Um, you know, as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there. It's hard to find those small victories. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole new level. But I mean, kind of one thing that Lee Roper told me is, really, I mean, if you think about it, he's not that much better than me. It's small things that he's doing, like with his hand fighting. It's his placement. It's literally that that much. Like my hand can be here, his hands right here, and that's what's making the difference. And and uh. That kind of, that's kind of stuck with me. He said that about a week or two ago, and uh, that's really stuck with me. Um, it's just he's not that much better. It's just the little things that he's doing is what's making him seem like he's so much better than me. But uh, so it's just taking those little small victories and just kind of being a sponge and absorbing every all the information that they're teaching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot, of, but, a lot of good brain power in that room with Schwab and yep. and, and Lee Roper, man. He is he's a motivator. Like I want to wrestle for the guy. Like I think he could make me wrestle better than I've ever wrestled. Just some of the stories he tells and just the way he comes across. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, he's a, I didn't really talk to him a whole lot in the recruiting process, but ever since I've gotten here, I've just, um, I've gotten to know him a lot more and I, I like to do a lot. He's, he knows his stuff. That's for sure. And, yeah. uh, tell that he just absolutely loves it too. He's told me ever since I got here, like if you guys want to get better, I'll come in here. I don't care what time it is. Just shoot me a text because, and you don't need to pay me anything for these individuals. I'll do all this for free just because I love it so much. Yes. Be so, so it's, a, it's good yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think as much as technical stuff, he's really good at the mental stuff. Like, you know, he can talk to you and just make you believe in yourself more than you've ever believed in yourself before. You know, he's just, he's so good at that too. Yeah. All the coaches too. All the coaches are <laughs> Yeah. Um, real quick on uh, so after your freshman year, you don't even make the state tournament. Did you even wrestle postseason your freshman year because of your that was also the COVID year. So like uh um that's also kind of how I grew so much. I I was sitting around uh because I went from 145 to 170, then 182, 182. Mm-hmm. So like freshman year, uh I had that infection in my knee and I really couldn't even walk on it for like walk on it correctly for like three, four months. So, uh, um, honestly, that Kobe year kind of helped because I didn't have to go to school. I could just sit there and get all healed up. And then after that got done, really all we did was we'd meet up over in various rooms we'd practice. And uh, so, yeah, just pretty much wrestled all summer. That was it. Didn't really do a whole lot. Sorry, you got 30 pounds. Did you just – I mean, did you just one day step on the scale and you're like, well, sheesh, I'm <laughs> well, 
start out, I mean, I, um, I was cutting a decent amount of weight. I know, I know when we got to the state tournament, I weighed like 160, uh, after the district tournament. So, but I mean, I was, I was pretty chunky when I got there, but, uh, really all I was doing was just kind of just eating and lifting before, uh, cause I really couldn't wrestle. So I was just eating and lifting, getting bigger. And I thought, and I didn't step on a scale for, I don't know how many months. And then I ended up being like 180 pounds or something like that. Wow. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, once the season started, I really wasn't cutting a whole lot of weight. I was weighing like 165, wrestling 170 throughout mm-hmm. the whole year. And uh, that was the same my junior year. I know before the finals match, my junior year, I could have weighed, I think it was like 187 or something like that. And I weighed like 178. I was like nine pounds <laughs> underweight my junior year. And like my senior year was really the first time I was actually like, I was, I was actually like cutting weight and I was a solid 82 pounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put on a lot of weight in that in between freshman to sophomore year. Yeah. Well, did you think about cutting down at all? I mean, if you were already, you know, only cutting or not even cutting any weight, did you think about dropping down like your sophomore year or even your junior year? Um, I It crossed my mind. I thought about it. But, I mean, with the, with how I was doing both those years and how dominant I was and how I felt, um, no, I felt like my gas tank was so good through, all, throughout all that. And towards the end of the season, everyone was so tired and just drained and they were all losing muscle. And I was still getting bigger throughout the whole year. So I was, I had, I felt like I had probably one of the best gas tanks in the state at my weight. And um, I, I felt that throughout all my high, all, from sophomore to junior year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like I said, freshman year, I was cut. I think I was cutting a decent amount of weight. And I think that I also kind of blame that on the injuries that I had because I was, I was hurt throughout the whole season, but I was, I was never really injured. So like I was hurt, but I was still able to wrestle. Then mm-hmm. I was injured until like the end of the year. Um, but I never really dealt with any other injuries from sophomore to senior year. And I was never cutting any weight. So maybe it was coincidence, but I, I also blame a lot of cutting weight on injuries, but yeah. I also never, I never did it correctly either. Yeah. Especially when we're that young, you know, we, yeah, we never really cut weight. Yeah the right way um I I'm actually st- figuring out how to do it now uh since I've been because I I I I was only weighing like 190 pounds when I got here on campus mm-hmm. and then my dad he was on campus last week and he said dude you look a lot bigger than what you were when we came here because I was I ended up after a couple months of being here I was weighing about 200 pounds so now I'm I think I'm like 191 I'm on Russell 84 over at the Grandview Open um, that's why I'm going to wrestle all season is 184. Nice. So, yeah, so I actually kind of, I feel like I'm more of like a solid 84 pounder now. Got a lot bigger since I've been here. Yeah. Um, one thing you kind of said that, um, sort of happens that, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it happens more than you think, but you don't really, get, you don't really understand because you're cutting weight is that during the year when you're like a sophomore or junior, like you start to get bigger just because you're growing, you know, you're hitting puberty or whatever. And next thing you know, you're, you're like, well, sheesh, how am I supposed to cut weight to make, you know, to go down. And I think that may be what was people were doing when you were in high school, you know, you weren't weight. So you were able to let your body grow and other people were growing, but they were still cutting a lot of And like my freshman year, it got even after getting the two pounds after Christmas, it mm-hmm. still felt even harder towards the end of the season because I think I was, I think my body just wanted to get that. Cause I mean, you saw the, I, I've said the jump 
like 45 to 70, my body (laughs) jumped that much. And just that one year, I think it was just kind of just waiting for me to actually start eating. And then I was going to get bigger right out right away. And that's pretty much what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Your sophomore year, you know, how disappointing was it, you know, to lose in that semifinals, you know, was that you didn't do the soft, the, the semi slide as they call it, where you lose in the semis and get sixth, you know, so how were you able, one, how disappointing was it? And two, you know, how were you able to bounce back and get third? Yeah. So that was, that was a pretty disappointing night because I, uh, one of my teammates, he was in the semifinals as well. And we were both, we were both undefeated the whole year. He lost, he lost an upsetting match over in sectionals, but he bounced back and beat that kid again in districts. He just got caught. Uh, me and Griffin Molly, we were just kind of on a tear that year. We were both undefeated going through. I'm just going to say he was undefeated in the state tournament because he even that loss again. We were both undefeated going into the state tournament and we were just kind of on a tear that whole year. Never really had any close matches. And um, so, and we both lost in the semifinal match. Mm-hmm. So that was a upsetting night for both of us. And uh, not a whole lot was said. Um, I talked to my coaches and they just said, well, all you can really do is bounce back now and just try to not lose another match in high school and uh, just kind of come back with a purpose. Cause I mean, coming back for third, a lot of people, a lot of people said that's the toughest part of it, especially after uh, making it as far as you did. So kind of took that to heart. And uh, I think I had the kid in the quarterfinals. I had a really close match with him that year. I think I only won like three to one. And I wrestled him again for the third and fourth place match. And I think I racked up a bunch of points and ended up pinning him. And that kind of capped that off pretty well. But mm-hmm. so kind of, I ended on a win, ended on a win, but I was still, I was still pretty upset with how the tournament ended up happening, especially um, when we got to the podium. Uh, Carson kind of leaned over and told me that it should have been him and I in the finals because I think I was seated like, I, we're, there are three of us undefeated in that tournament. It was me, Jared Voss, and Carson Babcock. They were seated number one and two, and I was seated fifth, which is kind of weird how mm. they ended up. That. So mm. it had been interesting to see how it would have gone if I was on the other side of that bracket, if we would have met in the finals, and who knows, maybe th- things would have turned or changed. But mm. that, I think that was like the, one of the first years, or it was still pretty early in them seeding the seeding the state tournament. I can't remember exactly when they started doing it. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, they didn't. It, it hasn't been that long, and yeah, you drew the fifth seed. So yeah, you would have been on the like top side, obviously with Carson. Yeah. Hmm. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Doesn't really <laughs> matter. I went two years after that. Yeah. Um, did you do any other sports? I mean, just looking at your frame and everything, like you could have been or you look like you could have played football if you if you chose to. I mean, was that yeah. ever an option? I had a lot, a lot of people that wanted me to play football. Um, mm-hmm. Our football team wasn't very good in high school, but uh, our – our coach, he he really wanted me to play football. And even in middle school, when I was at Keokuk, they were harassing me about wanting to play football because I kind of stopped, I think, right like halfway through middle school. I stopped playing, just kind of focused on wrestling. And uh, it was also kind of in the hunting season too. So I wanted to make sure I was able to do a little bit of that before the wrestling season. Mm-hmm. So I, I always thought about playing football. I always enjoyed it, but it just wasn't worth it to me because I, I liked wrestling so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt, and it felt yeah. more a lot more rewarding after a victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if your team, you know, wasn't very good, you know that 
doesn't help, you know, situation like, unfortunately, you know, yes, you want your best athletes to go out for all the sports they can, but, you know, at the same time to put your foot or your wrestling career in jeopardy for a two and seven team or whatever it might be is, you know, I get it. Did you do any other sports track? Did you run uh, baseball, soccer? Cool. Uh, I think when I was little, I did a little bit of everything. I think I did soccer, football, uh, track and wrestling, all of it. And I just never really liked all, all those other sports. I never liked baseball because that kind of took my whole summer. Mm, yeah. uh, that was my, that was my fishing season. So I never got, I never really, <laughs> never, I was just like, when, I remember when I was little and I kind of was like interested in baseball um go to a practice and i'd just kind of be thinking to myself i'd much rather just be going fishing right now yeah um, sitting out in a hot field fair enough <laughs> how'd you get hooked up with dc elite then you you kind of touched on it earlier because that was one of my questions yeah. Russell, DC. So they mm, they started i think over in mount over at mount pleasant high school they started <laughs> like uh i think it was only on i can't remember what the days that i think they only had on tuesdays so i started when i was in like second or third grade is when they opened that up down there and uh i didn't really know a whole lot about johnny at all um i mean i kind of heard heard about him because he wrestled out of new london which was not Mm -hmm. too far and uh just kind of just heard heard stuff about him just because their family is big into wrestling the seagulls and uh so we just started going to a couple practices, and I, I remember when I first got there because I had no, I didn't even know how to really drill or anything. I was just kind of like, I, every single time I went to a wrestling match, it was just I wanted just out of strength because I was I was pretty stocky as a kid, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really have any technique. And then when I got there, these kids were really a lot better than me, and I didn't really like like getting beat on, so I didn't even like going at first. But my dad, he, uh, he, he, he was really encouraging me going. And uh, I didn't. I I just remember I absolutely hated going, but but once I started getting better, I mean, I just I started liking it a lot more, and uh, thankful that my dad was pushing me to go there now, just because it's of how much it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And you look at it now, we had a really good class out of the DC program last year with, or the year before we had like me, Isaiah Fenton, Blaine Frazier, Marcel Lopez, Dominic Lopez, uh, we got Carter West, Emma Noon, all all those guys. And, um, so, I mean, they've, we've had a lot of good guys in the past and we all kind of grew up just kind of feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't really know what their classes are looking like now on who's going to be coming through there. I think there's some pretty good kids that, that are pretty young that are going to be coming up, but yeah, so it started off in Mount Pleasant when I was really little and then they started going, to uh, Thursdays as well. And then once Notre Dame started their program in Burlington and they started having them in Burlington too. So it just kind of just started growing, but it really started off my second grade year. And that's when I really got into it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have to travel quite a bit to find competition? I mean, you know, you're down in that South Southeast corner of Iowa, you know, um, but you just listed off some tough, some tough kids, yeah. but you know, yeah, like, did you have to travel even in like the high school we, season? Yeah, throughout the high school season, we uh, we only went to a handful of tournaments down there. We traveled uh, like clean. He he wanted us to get a lot of the guys around Northern Iowa, so mm-hmm. we'd go to the Cascade tournament. We went to uh, wow. Macoca, we went to the Maquoketa Valley tournament. 
Um, what are some other ones? Cascade and the Coconut Valley. I know there's a couple. Oh, we went to Independence Tournament. Really? Yeah. So we traveled quite a bit. So that's that's yeah. why I, that's why I stayed the night in Burlington a lot because I didn't want to get up around three a.m. just to make it to Burlington. So we leave early, but I mean, my senior year we started getting a hotel and staying there over the night overnight. But yeah, so we had to travel a lot in high school because we Notre Dame we we got pretty after a couple of years of having the program there we ended up getting pretty good and there were a lot of a lot of teams around there that didn't want to duel against us just because they were thinking that we were recruiting people, but we weren't recruiting anyone. They just want the, the good kids that were there. They wanted to be on a good team. So mm-hmm. they just, then it's not like we were recruiting anyone. Mm-hmm. The good, yeah. Like I said, the good kids that were there wanted to be on a good team and feed off of each other in the room, and get good coaching. So that's why a lot of kids ended up moving in there. Mm-hmm. So we had to end up traveling a lot for that. Yeah. And you know, it makes sense. Like uh, there's, um, you know, there's like a school down Bosco, you know, yeah. do they recruit a little bit? Maybe, but you know what? They also have some really good kids in that program that who doesn't want to wrestle with them. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're, if your goal is to be go division one or go wrestle at the next level, I mean, you might, you might as well go wrestle with those kids. Yeah. And that was another thing, right. When I first started like getting into high school, people, everyone just assumed I was recruited by Notre Dame and mm-hmm. that was the case at all. I just wanted to be coached by, a guy that I really, I really enjoyed being in the wrestling room with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we had a lot of good, decent partners in the room. And I just wanted to be a part of that. And uh, a lot of people just didn't understand that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, they, they see somebody like yourself who, you know, could make a mark on a program like Keokuk, you know, and be like, this could be our, you know, one of our guys. And then you, go somewhere else and are the guy somewhere else. And so, you know, you can kind of feel a little spite, spiteful, I guess, you know, yeah. but it was, it was nothing against my hometown either. Right. I never hung out with anyone from Burlington either. Just uh, like my best friends were from Keokuk as well. And so I never spent any time outside of uh, wrestling uh, in Burlington. I always just spend time down in Keokuk and uh, like Tommy Rose, he's doing a great job with the program. So is Ryan Hollenthal. It's just they've just lacked they just lack the guys in the room to really be a great program. Mm-hmm. Had always told me when he was in high school. I mean, it was never a problem finding finding a partner in the room because um, he he graduated from Keokuk and he ended up getting third at state. But I mean, they never struggled finding partners in the room because so many kids wanted to wrestle. Now you go to a program like Keokuk and there's maybe 10, 15 guys. And I mean, it's the same problem over at Notre Dame. It's just some of those, a lot of those guys are just good partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and again, like we kind of touched on earlier at the end of the day, you were just doing what, what was best for you. And that's, that's all you can ask for, you know, as somebody who maybe wanted you to go to Keokuk, like, Hey, he's doing what's best for him and good luck, you know? Yep. So, you know, um, and it worked out actually, your junior year, I kind of wanted to ask you about this. You won by half a point over Osage. Yeah. You know, did you guys, were you guys watching the points? Did you guys even know that it was that close or? I know my coaches were. I I had no clue. I wasn't even looking at it. I just, like a lot of people, they, like, I mean, my coach might be mad at me for saying this just because it kind of sounds like a cool story getting a major decision and uh, uh, get, I, I had, because I had to get a major decision in that finals match to actually win. Mm-hmm. And, Coach will probably mad at me for saying this, uh, 
but like uh because he was telling everyone that i knew that i had to get that i had no clue i just didn't want anything stupid to happen like get rolled mm-hmm. i just kept on letting them up and it just ended up happening out happened to be that way i kind of had an idea <laughs> when like uh because in like the last 30 45 seconds of the match my coaches you can kind of see him in the screen they're mm-hmm. looking over the scoreboard and uh, then they look back at me and they you can kind of see them say something to each other and then uh seagull yells 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 to get another one i'm like why would i get another one i'm about to win a state title what, what if i get mm-hmm. thrown and uh then i was like oh okay must have to do something with the team score so then and i've gone out there got another takedown 112 to 4 wow and mm-hmm. i went in that one <laughs> wow and, and like what a race i mean that was one of the one of the most fun state tournaments, one of the best races, you know, two ways seen in, in a while. That year, we had a pretty, we had a pretty good year. We went to state duels. I think that we gave because West Delaware won it that year. Mm-hmm. I think in West Delaware, their toughest duel, if I remember right, and we were the we were their first one. I think it was just the way we matched up because we ended mm-hmm. up losing after them, but the way we matched up, uh, I think we if we would have had a couple more guys, I think that we could have won that won it that year. We just didn't have that. We didn't have a 95 or 220 pounder. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like no, did you forfeit those weights? Yeah. Yeah. And we still made state duels. So, wow. Yeah. That's we had a real stack team. Real stack team. Yeah. I think that we had Blaine Fraser win it that year. I won it. Caden Dietzenbach made the podium. CJ Davis made the podium. Carter West made it to the finals. Isaiah Fenton made it on the podium. Pretty much, we sent like nine guys to the state tournament, and I think seven or eight. Play- wow! Yeah, so that was a, that was a real good year. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> um, how kind sweet of- was it? You know, like it all worked out for you. You know, you kind of talked about oh, I could have went to Keokuk or Columbus Junction, um, but I ended up here at Notre Dame West Burlington and brought home a state title. Yeah. Yeah, there was with that drive. There were a lot of late nights because on like Tuesdays, uh, this is before Iowa Wesleyan closed down. They had a lot of DC practices out of there, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so like I'd get done with practice over in Burlington. Well, so I'd start down here in Keokuk. I'd go over to Burlington about forty-five minutes, and then practice DC would be over in Mount Pleasant. I'd drive another forty-five minutes to Mount Pleasant, so then five, five minutes back to Keokuk. So there was. There were a lot of late nights there because I could make there. There were some nights over there that really helped that because uh, one of the assistant coaches was Cash Wilkie, who was around my weight. Mm-hmm. So I could make there and roll around with him a little bit, kind of get a few pointers from him. And uh, so that helped out a lot my junior year because I think, yeah, junior and senior year, I wrestled with him a decent amount on those days. And there were some some days where uh, – uh, coach might let us let me and Isaiah out a little bit early just so we can make it over to DC and wrestle with Dom and Marcel. Mm-hmm. So, because they yeah. wrestled, they wrestled for New London, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'd always end up meeting over there at a at a at the DC room and get some matches in. Yeah. Did um, have you ever asked or does Johnny has he ever talked about how he won one of his state titles? Um. He- Mentioned it a little bit. He's not said. He's never said a whole lot. I knew it was because I knew it was a slam, mm-hmm. but I'm. I heard. I, I. I never really asked him a whole lot. I heard he was winning before all that. Before before the slam, 
Like mm-hmm. it was just, uh, just like, just, just kind of sucked the way you want it. But yeah, it was, it was, um, I remember it. Like it's one of those moments that when you watch it, like it's just something that you always remember. He, he got slammed and I think he went out for just a couple seconds. It was real quick, but then he bounced right up, but they, they called the match over and he actually sprinted out of the gym. Like he was more pissed than almost anybody. Oh, I can. I mean, it was, yeah, I don't know. It it was something. Yeah. He's not, yeah. He's never said a whole lot about it. And I think yeah. that might be the reason, but uh, I I just never I just never bring it up just because he never brings it up, so yeah. I don't know if we're subject or not. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, quick, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah he's helped me a lot ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. Johnny, I like that. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you you wrestled with a little bit of adversity your senior year at state. You wrestled with a broken toe. Oh yeah, yeah, that happened in the the semifinals, which is kind of funny because in one of my classes now, uh, I ha- I sit next to that kid in one of my classes now because he goes even high. But uh, no, in the match, which I I didn't know it in that match either. It was in that semifinal match. I ended up I won't think I teched the kid. Um, it was like right at the beginning of the first period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already had a couple takedowns, and he might have shot. And then um, I just I hit my foot really weird on the mat. And mm-hmm. I, I felt it throughout the rest of the match, but I had so much adrenaline that didn't really affect me a whole lot. And mm-hmm. once I started getting off the mat, um, I started walking. I just felt I could just feel swelling coming underneath my my whole foot, uh, just coming from that part. And uh, then we get my shoes off. I didn't even look at it. Get up to the hotel room, and uh, I looked down, and my foot's damn near black, like, but not 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 necessarily my whole foot, but it's like halfway down, halfway down my foot until the end of my big toe. And, uh, I kind of say something to one of my coaches and I can't really move it at all. And it just keeps on getting worse. The more my body temperature gets down and and it just keeps on sifting up. So I, I said, I think I, yeah, I sit that night and, uh, I talked to my dad and he says, it's probably just jammed. Uh, we'll get an x-ray when we get back. Cause he's a veterinarian in Keokuk. So, uh, we just run over there and get an x-ray and I tape it. I get, I wake up that next day and I try putting my wrestling shoes on my foot swollen so much. I can hardly even fit my foot in my shoe. <laughs> so I have to like sit there and like ice it for about an hour, trying to get a little bit of that swelling down or just numb mm-hmm. it at least so I can get my foot in my shoe. And I think I just tape it a little bit and just try and not think about it. We get loaded up on out ibuprofen and then just go out there and wrestle, just try and try and just, wrestle through it and was it your big toe yeah yeah and we get back home and get an x-ray and it's it's a break all the way through through the end of it jeez did that um did did it ever even cross your mind that you weren't going to wrestle oh no that, that never crossed my mind I, I was going to go out there and wrestle regardless yeah yeah i was i can't can't let that can't let that happen when i know that i i deserve to be on the top of that podium yeah for sure. Um, going back real quick to your junior year, when you won that semifinals match, I mean, was that something that you feel were you relieved, or was that just something you expected to do? So it wasn't that much that big of a deal. But losing yeah. as a sophomore, you know. Yeah, I expected to win the match. Uh, I knew that kid was good, which he, I mean, he ended up winning it this year at two twenty. Nick Reineke from Dyke New Hartford. Uh, oh yeah, I wrestled, yeah. I wrestled because that 
now that I look at it, that junior year was actually pretty stacked. I mean, I won it. Uh, we had Fernando Velasquez, who got second, who wrestled at Iowa State now. Nick Reinecke, who got third, who was a state champ this year. Gabe Christensen, who got fifth, who was a state champ this year, 95. So, I mean, that bracket was pretty stacked. Yeah. But uh, going into that semifinal match, so I, was, I remember feeling nervous, but I knew I knew that I should I knew I should win the match. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing was just playing it safe and just not letting anything stupid happen because mm -hmm. we, my coaches we were just talking about being in the state finals that whole year. Uh, what that feeling, what that feeling is going to be like winning a state title. We just kind of made it almost like a. Um, kind of just made made it a reality in my mind that I was going to be there already throughout the whole season. Just I think they're just doing that so my confidence would be would be really high getting there. So I knew so I knew that I was the best guy at the weight class. And if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just kept on we just kept on talking about when I was gonna be in the state finals. And not if it was just when I when I'm there, this is what I'm gonna do. When I'm there, this is how I'm gonna win. And mm -hmm. so you know yeah. you just you just mentioned confidence and you know earlier in the when we were talking you said that uh you kind of lacked confidence at times. Um, yeah. How how did you kind of get over that hump or break through that barrier of hey I, I'm actually pretty good. A right. lot of that, uh, I'd say so. Go my beginning of my junior year, um, I wrestled a couple of national tournaments here and there, and I then uh, my coach kind of mentioned something about going out to Super Thirty Two, mm -hmm. and uh, so we were practicing pretty hard for that my junior year. And getting ready for that, and uh, I didn't really know how I'd do when when I got when we got there. But I remember my uh, coach, uh, John Siegel, uh, Johnny's dad. He uh, he said the day before I go out there, he said, "Don't go out there thinking that you're gonna lose." Because I'm I'm thinking that he knew he knew that I had all the ability to make it on the podium there. Mm -hmm. He just kind of said, "Don't go in there thinking that you're not gonna place at this tournament." You may be an underdog when you're going there, but you're a factor in this tournament. And that kind of stuck with me when I got there. And then I ended up winning a lot of good matches, knocking off a lot of good kids and top recruits when I was there. And I think I ended up making – uh, that was when I stuck Mickey Griffith when I was there at that mm. tournament, who had won a state title the year before that. Or, yeah, yeah, he won a state title the year – or he got second. He won a state title and then he got second. I can't remember. But I remember I stuck him when I was there. And that was – that moment right there is probably um, where it all kind of turned for me. And ever since that, ever since that kind of happened, uh, my main goal is just going to every single wrestling match, not having a doubt in my mind that I'm going to lose. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of having to relearn that a little bit now uh, in college, but guys are just telling me it doesn't matter who they are. Don't show them any respect. I mean, we're, but we're, we were always kind of told us when we were little, I mean, we're all buddies before, before we change, when we actually get out there, that's where it all where it all changes, and that's that's real in this room. I mean, we're really close. Our whole team's really close, but you don't show anyone respect when we're actually out there scrapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of now, and that's huh. kind of where it changed for me. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, what about your senior year? You know, you had just you've already won a state title, and you were pretty dominant. You know, the rest of the way, like you said earlier, you hadn't been taken down. Um, since your sophomore year. So one, you know, you got taken down once as a senior, but were you ever looking ahead to the next thing? Was it ever, did it ever cross your mind? Like, all right, I, I'm just ready for high school to get done because I'm ready for college. Or 
yeah. were you able to sit tight and be in the in the moment? I I tried to sit tight and be in the moment, but I was ready. I'm, my coaches were saying it's time, it's time to move on. Um, I'd kind of proven that uh, I that I own that spot in the state. Uh, at, at my it it would have been cool actually if we were if we had like one big tournament with all mm-hmm. the all the guys at 182 with like Gabe Arnold and Tate Nackenborn because I had wrestled Gabe Arnold last year at Elite Eight Duels and he ended up beating me like three to one or three to two, mm-hmm. and so that's a match that I I've always wanted to sit back since then just because. I just feel like I could have – there was a little more that I could have done in that match, which, I mean, it's in the past now. But it would have been cool to just kind of see how that would have turned out if we were all in the same bracket. But yeah. um, I showed the state that I, that I owned that spot at 182 and 2A, and it was just time to move on. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you know, that's totally okay that, you know, you get to a point where you just kind of outgrow your your area or your competition. Like, that's that's yeah. totally fine. You know, I didn't know if that, if you felt that or if that kind of happened to you where you were like, all right, I, I just am ready for the next challenge. I don't know if I, I mean, I knew I was better than those kids. I don't know if I necessarily outgrew it, but I think mm-hmm. it was, uh, my, my mindset was different than it was different than a lot of the kids I wrestled because I think that a lot of them, um, a lot of kids that I went out there and wrestled, they were going out there almost expecting to lose. And they were just trying to keep the match as close as they could. But my mindset during every single match is just keep scoring points, keep scoring points. So I think that's where I, I really kind of set myself apart my senior year was just uh, my goal is just keep scoring points. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was kind of what I tried to do during the state tournament. Um, but I think most of my matches, I know my first one, I think I racked up nearly a tech and then I pinned the kid. Um, the second one, I – I at least had a major that I pinned him in my saw my semifinal. I tech the kid and then I think I had at least 12 points on the board in my finals match before I pinned him. So, I mean, that just, I just kept on wanting to score, score as many points as possible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of show, show my dominance in the match. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that, that's what I remember about you was just how dominant you were. And that's why I wondered if, if, you know, just watching you and how dominant you were, like I said, just if you were, if it was just, it was time, you know, um, how did you land at you and I? Uh, so I did visits over at, uh, university of Wyoming, uh, you and I, I didn't, I didn't unofficial Iowa state in Iowa, but I didn't really want to go to Iowa state cause I always kind of grew up an Iowa fan. So that was just kind of, <laughs> that was the kind of thing. I mean, you don't want to be a cyclone and, uh, <laughs> then, I, I just just something just didn't feel right when I did an unofficial at Iowa so yeah. I just kind of like kind of just threw that one behind me a little bit I had visited uh, University of North Carolina and I talked to a bunch of others but really the only ones I did official visits on was Wyoming UNI and UNC uh, just mostly because I really enjoyed watching Tony Ramos when he was in college and he oh. was the one rooting me I mean, who didn't who didn't like watching Tony when he was in college right and uh, so we went out there did a visit and really didn't I, li- I liked to visit a lot when I was at UNC but it was just too much of a big city I didn't really want to be in a big city so I mean it just kind of came down to Wyoming and UNI and both the, both of them were actually really similar all, all the teams they felt like they were super close they all kind of had the mindset that I want that I was looking for and uh I was about to commit to Wyoming and um 
Uh, I talked to Randy one last time the day before I was going to commit. And I think that he kind of knew that based on like how I was acting or talking, he kind of figured that I was leaning towards Wyoming. And he basically just said, um, well, look at your weight class in the past. Uh, Stats don't lie. Um, At your weight class, we've had, we've got Parker Kikaisen now. We've had Drew Foster, um, who was national champ. We had Taylor Lujan, who was seeing the the national tournament. Stats don't lie. I know I can get you to that next level. It's just if you want to come here and uh, get better, then then we'll, we'll make you a national champion. We'll make you an All-American. And that kind of stuck with me. And then I call, called him the next day and told him I was committing. So that was kind of highlighting, <laughs> which I'm, I'm glad I did. I really – I like the team a lot. Yeah. Kind of a family here. Mm-hmm. Did you – um? when did you finally commit? Was that uh, before the season? You know, I like to kind of ask if – you got that out of the way or if you were a late one where you didn't want even want to worry about it till after the year. Well, I did it right after my junior year. Okay. Uh, I, did all, I did all my visits. It was about, it was honestly, I think like a week after school ended my junior year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I went out and wrestled at NHSCA duels ended up going undefeated there. And I just wanted to go out there just kind of see if uh, any other colleges got a hold of me mm-hmm. and, I talked to a couple of them, but um, I, was, I was still pretty – I was still leaning towards either Wyoming or you and I, and, uh, and I think we were on vacation, and that's where I did a lot of my thinking about it and then talked to my coaches a lot, talked to the guys that were recruiting me, and then that was just when, just when it all worked out. Because I kind of wanted to have – it was kind of a stressful process going through that recruiting process because I didn't – and my coaches, they could kind of tell in my practices that there's just something was bothering me. I just, mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed because I was talking to a bunch of different guys. I was, I was talking to a different coach about every other day. And uh, I was just wanting to get it over with. Mm-hmm. So, with somebody, yeah. So, as somebody who's fresh out of that process and who, who dealt with it and, and was stressed about it, what advice would you have to maybe somebody who's listening who's going through the process right now? Um, you'll, you'll know when you're actually, when you find it, when you feel comfortable at a place, like when I came here at UNI, um, it felt like the team was family. I mean, uh, I met all the guys, all the coaches and they all, I didn't get any bad vibes when I was on the visit here. And you'll get that when, when you're going through the recruiting process, you'll go to places and, uh, you'll kind of see what guys are going to help you, help you build to what you want to be and what guys are going to drag you down. And I didn't see anyone dragging me down to here at you and I, um, we all, we all, we all hold each other accountable here. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, yeah, we all, that's pretty much it. We all hold each other accountable here. It's just like having, having a bunch of big brothers on the team. They're going to, they're, they're going to joke with you here and there. But once time actually gets serious, then they're going to, they're going to help you get there. And for several visits that I did where I talked to guys and it just kind of seemed like their mindset wasn't even on wrestling. It was just on other things on campus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, real quick, couple things before I let you go. Um, one is not only do you have, you know, big brothers and, and m- some mentors, but you got some, shall we call them moms that are really right around there. Uh, Allison and, oh, yeah. and, and Becca. I mean, yeah, they're they're firecrackers right there. I talked to Becca a whole lot. 
Um, I think I first met her when we were at that Dan Gable uh, award thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I first kind of met her there. And uh, you can just tell that she loves the sport. Yeah. She, I remember when Dan Gable was sitting there talking, I looked over at her and she just had a smile on her face that whole time we were talking. Mm-hmm. So you, you can just tell that she's ate up by it, which I, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. And, uh, but Allison, yeah, she's, uh, she kind of told my mom right when I moved in on campus, she said, don't, don't worry, we got him. And <laughs> she was, she said, she's pretty much told me if I ever need anything that she's there and she'll walk into practice here and there and, uh, we'll, we'll talk quite a bit and yeah, it's, it's awesome. And mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot of good families and great supporters here. Yeah. And obviously we need it with, uh, what West Jim's going through right now. Or I mean, what it was, because we, we won't be getting that back anymore. But that's another thing. I mean, you can, it just shows how close this team is. Um, with everything that's been going on with West Jim, not one, like even like, not one guy has said one negative thing. Really, I mean, we're like we're upset that we don't have West Jim anymore, but that's not affected anything. I mean, my high school room, we had mice running around, and it was just kind of a gross place. So I mean, that might have been how uh usa mat club was in the beginning but now look at it we did that all that pretty much all on our own and uh not one guy has said one bad thing about it or said one negative thing or said anything about leaving the program mm-hmm. uh, so i mean just kind of shows that the look i guess what the word i'm looking for is loyalty to the program there's a lot of it here for sure yeah that was going to be the last thing i was going to kind of touch on was you know about that whole situation I mean, did you guys have a practice room? Um, you know, where were you guys practicing? Because I remember it just seemed like you guys had a couple matches thrown in the gym, and you guys were in limbo for a while. Yeah, so it, so I got thrown into like a wrestling group chat, and I didn't even know anything about it. This the guys were saying, "Oh, we can't, we still can't get into West Gym right now," and uh, I didn't even think anything of it. I thought it was going through maintenance or whatever, mm-hmm. and campus. And uh, we have to practice over at USA Mat Club, which is about a mile and a half off campus, which I think it's a little bit weird, kind of an inconvenience. But, I mean, I'm happy because I had to drive 45 minutes to school every day. So <laughs> that bothered me a whole lot. So, so close from what that was. And uh, everyone was talking about how gross it was. Um, or, but, I mean, like I, like I said, my high school room was kind of kind of gross. So, I mean, it was a step up from that still. So, I was – I was still, still pretty happy with how it was, but then we come to find out they're going to shut down West Gym, and uh, so then that's when Coach kind of just sits down, talks to all of us, tells us this news, and uh, we're all kind of worried the program was kind of going to shut down or something, but you could just tell that Doug wasn't going to let that happen. Um, one of the first things we started talking about doing was when we were going to move the maps out of there move them into USA Mat Club because there's there are these mats, there was a big wall, and then there was all this weight equipment. So we didn't have a whole lot of mat space. And one of the first things he talked about was, well, once we get this wall out of here, we're gonna have even more mat space than we had at West Gym. And I didn't ever I didn't I thought he was joking at first. I didn't even think that we'd end up getting that wall out of there. And then I think I might go I think I was gone for one week and I came back and the whole entire wall was gone. And then we all we all uh, got a text and we have to go there and we're just we're painting the walls all white and uh, so we we pretty much did all this on our own we painted all the walls cleared out all these 
these other spaces and uh we go over to west gym roll up all the mats get the wall mats and we move all that over there which there was a lot there were a lot of mats that we had to move because we had to move all the gross mats that were already there move those out of there move all the other mats that were at west gym move those in there and we they're like the old heavy ones they weren't like the foam ones that roll up easily these were the heavy ones so we had to move all those in there and now we've got a whole lot of space and we got the bikes moved in there they already had a nice sauna there which this was a plus uh we just got the the weight racks up so now it's it's one it's a pretty nice facility that we've got now so yeah wow what a what a tragedy, but I mean, you guys made, you guys didn't let it dwell on it. You just sort of, Hey, we need to find a new space and, you know, got to work really. I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, so kudos to you guys, you know, going through all that and getting the USA Mac club up and yeah. running. We've got like, we've got a great support support system. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going around. A lot of rumors are going around too, but like I said, Doug wasn't going to let the program shut down. There, He didn't have any negativity towards any of it. He never mm-hmm. said a bad thing. And we kind of, we got like a little uh, poster on the wall that says no neg- no negativity allowed. And uh, just kind of been living by that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, good. I'm, I'm glad to have it and just building on from there. Yeah, well, I'm glad things are – hopefully moving in the right direction or you at least have a space now and hopefully things become clear in the future. You know, um, last question I have for you here is um, what does CJ stand for? Uh, so my, uh, the C stands for Clinton and uh, the J stands for Jacob. Clinton, Jacob. Does anyone call you Clinton or Clint? Yeah, or? A bunch of people out that, that was just, uh, they'll call me Clint or, uh, Clinton, I don't know. This they'll say it as a joke, just thinking that it bothers me at all. But I'll I'll go by any name. You yeah. just go because it's short. Yeah. <laughs> Who started calling you CJ to begin with? The thing is, my parents. They just they just started calling me CJ. Yeah, just from the get go. Yeah, but I, I always had it when I was little. I'd go to a lot of these bigger tournaments, and uh, so I, I'd always go by CJ at local tournaments. So I'd get to a bigger tournament, and my track wrestling was set under CJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I'd go to a big tournament, like a USA wrestling event, I'd go Clinton. I'd always be the last seed because I didn't have anything logged. So I'd always be the last seed at a tournament. And it was always kind of and whenever I'd beat the number one seed, no one would know what Clint, who Clinton was. was <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They'd be looking, yeah, at the bracket and be like, all right, I'm the, no, I'm the one seed. I got this Clinton, Clint guy. All right, moving on. Who do I have next round? And get their ass kicked by, by you. <laughs> Yeah. never happened in high school it was always an elementary school or something i'd go to we'd travel to a tournament and it'd, it'd be under clint so it was always pretty funny we might mm-hmm. think my that on purpose stop, stop, shut down open up shop oh no that's how rough riders roll stop drop shut them down open up shop oh Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, CJ Walrath, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. 
please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. Don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Open up shop. Talk is cheap, motherfucker.